Welcome to Agents and Owners Chit Chat, where we talk to local superheroes, hear how they got their start, overcame obstacles, and how they use social media to achieve their goals. For agent and owner social media tips, please visit www.gladmash.com. Here's this week's episode. Hey, everybody. Thanks for uh, chiming or tuning in uh, on another episode of Agents and Owners Chit Chat with Kaz Thompson. This morning, uh, we have on a special guest, um, not only a fellow business owner, but somebody that I've known for a long time, personal friend, family member. There we go. We have Nicholas Stewart. Welcome to the podcast, Nicholas. Uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. Yep. There you go. So before I even get into giving you the opportunity to introduce yourself, um, a lot of the users are going to want to know, is it too late to get into the Airbnb game? Definitely not. Um, the rumors that it's Atlanta may be oversaturated, but you don't have to just think of interior Atlanta. In Georgia, there's plenty of places that you can still um, start up an Airbnb. Gotcha. All right. So that's going to be the number one question that I know a lot of uh, listeners wanted to just get out the way. So now we could uh, work backwards and you can introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you, how long you've been in the game as an owner of an Airbnb, what would you even call it, management company? Uh, short-term rental property management company. There you go. STR, if you're looking into Airbnb, you'll learn the acronym of STR, short-term rental, um, which is different than traditional rental. Most people are familiar with the standard, um, maybe buy a house, rent it out on 12-month, 24-month leases. Um, uh, STR is moving away from long-term traditional rental to short-term rental where you're just looking at as minimum one day stays to up to some people say 30 day stays uh the first airbnb i ever did was in april 2010 which was a couch rental so it's been 11 years 11 years um the company started in 2016 and uh so many people don't know or who's listening may not know, but how I started was actually just renting out tents in the backyard uh, in 2016 in the English Avenue section of Atlanta, formerly known as the Bluff. Uh, I bought a couple of tents from Walmart for about $15 to $20 each. And I was renting them, renting out space in the backyard at uh, $25 a night. Well, and people were obviously signing up. People were signing up and it stayed booked. They had no access to the house. They were just fine with uh, a tent space. This is for festivals in uh, Atlanta. It was around September 2016. Gotcha. And happy for a place to sleep and Wi-Fi from the house. Nice. That's crazy. So let's fast forward. Now it's uh, you know five, six years later. Um, how has the industry changed uh, in those past few years? Uh, there's two changes. There's the pre-COVID change and the, the after-COVID change. So we'll, we'll just talk with the after-COVID change. Right. How the industry looks right now is traveling has changed. Um, you're looking at more longer stays. You're looking at two things. You're do, still doing short-term rental, but people aren't traveling to Atlanta for SEC championships or right. Dragon Con and things like that. That travel has changed. You're looking more for a couple of conferences has come back, um, but you're looking for transitional remote workers who are thinking about moving to Atlanta and need to stay someplace for two weeks to a month. Um, 
you're looking at people looking, they're building a house. They bought a house, they sold a house, a lot of selling of houses right now. And we need an Airbnb for two to two, two months while we're waiting to buy our next house. You don't get the, hey, let's just pop into Atlanta um, just for the weekend because Freak Fest is here or something like that. Right, right. that, that part has changed. Okay, and that's a big change because I, I didn't know that I wasn't aware um, that that was happening. And I could see where, from a real estate standpoint, where in a seller's market, um, a lot of people are selling homes, et cetera, and not having anywhere to go in between, like like you just said, during the administration process. So I can see that being a challenge. Yeah. Um, so so let's say I started up today. You know, I don't want to I don't I don't want to steal any of your hot tips or I don't want to ask you to give away anything for free. But if I'm brand new and I'm thinking about just investing uh, or starting, you know, my own Airbnb business, what would I be looking like? What would it take to get going? It at this point, it takes twenty five hundred dollars. That's all it would take to start your first Airbnb. Right. And in that twenty five hundred dollars, you're including first and last month's rent. And I always tell people not to worry about furniture. I get all my furniture from any furniture store that offers 90 days, same as cash. Mm. I don't pay anything up front for furniture. This couch I'm sitting on came from a 90 day, same as cash uh, place. I never paid for it. I let the revenue from the guests pay for the furniture within 90 days. So my startup was never more than 2,500. I've actually got it down to like $2,000. Um, and that's that I would need to start up a, uh, a unit. I'm going to, I don't need a stager. I, I get the bedroom furnished, the dining room furnished, the living room furnished. And then whatever is left over, I go to Walmart, get my pots and pans, my towels. You don't need anything fancy. I don't need Ralph Lauren towels that people are going to wipe. Their <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So it, I can go to Walmart with two, $300 and buy all the extras. Gotcha. And that has an impacted customer service or, I mean, guests don't even care as long as they have a roof over their head and it's a clean uh, establishment, correct? Number one thing I learned is that they do not care if your sheets are 800 thread count or 300 thread count as long as they're clean and comfortable. So you want to, you, people stay at the Marriott and they don't care that it's not the Regis Hotel. Like as long as right. you're uh, according to what you provide, then you'll be okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So let's take uh, another step back. Let's go back 10 years. If you could go back and talk to Nicholas Stewart 10 years ago um, and help yourself out, what would you tell yourself in regards to Airbnb? How, what would you do differently? I would have invested a lot more in those properties that nobody was paying attention to 10 years ago. They were giving away, I'll tell you this, they were giving away houses sub 25 in Atlanta and people just and they would sit on the market for a year nothing like today right. they would sit on the market for a year because no one liked that area or no one could see the potential in that area I would have bought more houses if given the chance I would have invested more and it's the same advice I'd have for today you find a dilapidated houses away. And I wish I had invested more in that. Nice, 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 nice tips. And that definitely does make sense. So again, I, I have my $2,500 starting out. Um, and I know that we're going to have listeners from 
all over the country, but in Atlanta, what specifically would I be looking for in regards to finding you know my first place to rent or or buy or and and or the question would be is it better to buy a house or I know there's a way where um, you know you can also rent apartments etc. So just talk to us a little bit about that. So I usually say that for the person starting out, more times than not, they're not in a position to buy. If you're in a position to buy, it's a whole different track. So the, the average person who comes to me who's in a who wants to start out is looking for what's called rental arbitrage, which is the subletting of an apartment building, preferably with permission. But more times than not, every single sublet lease says we do not allow Airbnb or short-term rental. Right. But the whole rental arbitrage market is based on the fact that you get a, a apartment, you get a, a a rental apartment inside of an apartment building for the first of months last last person last month's rent get your keys and just start airbnb um it's literally all that rental arbitrage is and if you spend more time looking for a place that will give you permission you'll never you'll never <laughs> be able to start um so the majority of my airbnbs are all without permission because it's the only way it could operate if you don't own the building. If you're in a position to buy the building, it's a whole different track. You you control everything. You do whatever you want. You don't you don't get leases. You do short term rental. Uh, it's it, and you don't even need the twenty five hundred dollars to start, right? Because you actually own the building. You you right. just need to um, stage it. Okay. But for the average person starting out, it's to try and find an apartment building near activities if we're talking about atlanta the busy parts of midtown downtown buckhead and there are plenty of airbnbs inside these apartment buildings with you uh, good tips good tips and then last last question um before we close out uh tell me a little bit about a day in the life of an airbnb host so obviously the goal is to have multiple properties and you're managing you know how much time should someone really be thinking about investing you know if they wanted to start a business like this uh it's impossible to grow if you're going to if you're going to work a full nine to five uh, and still try to expand your Airbnb business. It's, it's, it's impossible. You're going to want to, um, taking a quote from the shark tanks, you're going to have to invest 100% of your time and go into it full fledged. And so my number one tip would be you're the cleaner, you're the maintenance man, you're mm -hmm. you are of all the positions you would normally outsource when you're just starting out and it cuts your overhead down. So even with all my units, there are times that I will clean myself because I'm keeping that keeping the cleaning fee as extra revenue to offset rent. Um, so you have to be, you have to be, once you get your second one, you might be able to work and keep one, but if you're trying to grow, then right. you do have to go all in 100% of your time into Airbnb, adjusting your listing, marketing your listing, cleaning your listing, staging your listing, managing your listing, be, be prepared for lockouts, lost keys, parties, fights. Um, you're your own security guard. Um, so it is 100% of your time if you're planning to scale. If you don't want to scale and you're happy with right. $100 a month profit, then, you know, keep the one and keep your nine to five. That makes sense. And uh, I know that I said that was the last question, but you hit 
uh, a nerve for me, and that was marketing. So this obviously is a marketing podcast as well. We talk to agents and owners about you know how they're getting their businesses out there. From a marketing standpoint, do you have two or three steps or tips, things that you would, uh, again, suggest that a new Airbnb host uh, take into consideration outside of, I guess, the platform uh, marketing your uh, location? What would you do to get your name out there? Number one thing is I each listing that you have should have its own social media page. Uh, so whatever catchphrase, cute name, um, the red barn of Midtown, whatever you want to call your listing should have a direct social media page that just features reviews and pictures of that listing. Okay. You know? right. And you're going to take those screenshots and place it inside of Airbnb as well. So they'll you're linking your social media screenshots to your Airbnb page. Um, you might use Craigslist, you might use Facebook, you might use Instagram, you might use LinkedIn, but each site should have its own social media page. That's the number one. Number two is you, when you're trying to market to um, guests who are outside of these platforms, you increase your revenue by 30%. The 30% that you're giving away to these platforms, if you are successful at marketing, you also now increase your revenue 30% for each booking that you get. Nice. Yeah. So cool. You definitely dropped some hot tips. I'm sure there's more. Uh, if you guys don't know, Nicholas also offers a masterclass in Airbnb. So if you're thinking about getting started, I'm definitely tapping with him. And Nicholas, how can they find you to get more information on, on Airbnb? You can reach me on Facebook, facebook.com slash invisible concierge, invisible concierge, or the tag on uh Instagram is Invisible Concierge, I-N-V-I-S-I-B-L-E-C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E, or email me directly at nicholas at invisibleconcierge.com. Excellent. All right. So we definitely appreciate your time. Folks, definitely tap in. Uh, here we have another owner who's definitely crushing it in his industry. Obviously, he gave you some good tips today. So if you want more information, reach out to us here at Gladmash or nicholas at invisibleconcierge.com. And he gave you an email or gave him he gave you his email address. So uh, definitely find a way to tap in. All right. Thanks for chiming in. And we'll talk to you guys later. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. Agents and Owners Chit Chat is produced by Gladmash. To be featured or sponsored or to sign up for Agents and Owners free social media tips, please visit www.gladmash.com.